0: You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City.
1: The civil government does not
2: define your ethic as a Christian. That's critical that we understand that, and now maybe people will become more and more awakened to that. Hi, this is R.C. Sproul, and I hope that you are listening to Renewing Your Mind on this station every day.
1: Every day at 10 a.m. and p.m. on 89.9 FM, WCNO, Palm City.
2: The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Myers Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, realtor with Century 21 All Professional a member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, Understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 Top Producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly served the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor
3: Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to 15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting the Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla Español.
1: When your life is worth living, there ain't nothing to be mad about. Frustration will not be your companion when you've got a reason to live. Praise the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. bystander. A bystander. We talked a little bit about this in 1964. There was a woman named Kitty Surveas who was standing in the streets of New York City. And during this time, she was stabbed to death 30 times. And while she was being stabbed, crying for help, 38 people stood and watched. And not one person lifted a finger. More people from apartment buildings windows looked down as she died and dragged herself to the threshold of a project home and lay in the doorway and bled out and died. College professors, sociologists, and psychologists got together at the University of Princeton to study why did not anybody come to help her. And when they did this study, what they realized is that the more people you have involved in an event, the less anybody does anything. They put people in a waiting room, four or five people in a waiting room, and they started pumping smoke under the door. And they noticed when there was under five people in the room, somebody would get up and go, hey, there's something going wrong here. They took the same waiting room and they would put 30 people in the room and pump smoke out from under the door. And nobody would get up and say anything. Because everybody assumed because the other 29 people in the room weren't doing anything that it must be normal. They called this the bystander effect. That people just sit by and spectate while the world's going to hell. Come on, help me somebody, amen? The definition of the bystander effect is someone who is present but not participating. They're there But they ain't doing nothing. They're there, but they're not engaged. They're living life, but they're not engaged in the destiny of their life. They're existing, but they're not living. Listen, there's nothing in that definition that lines up with the destiny that God has for your life. But we've seen this throughout church history, that people get saved and sit down all my shouts done left the room come on now we feel like we're safe the umpire we got on second base so we got to the home plate and the umpire said safe now we feel okay because we're safe but what we forgot to remember is that there's a whole team that needs to cross home plate there's other people that need you to get them home you can't play it safe You can't be a spectator and fulfill your destiny. Somebody say, Well, I'm old and I'm retired and I've done everything I'm gonna do. I'm just I'm just the prayer warrior now. Listen, as long as you're taking up space on the planet, as long as you're on it and you ain't buried in it, you got a reason for living. Praise the Lord our text this morning, we read in John chapter 13, the ministry of Jesus has now shifted. And now He is headed towards the cross. At this point in the story, we're in the last week of His life. He'd already made the triumphant entry to the city of Jerusalem. And in this chapter, He's now brought His disciples together. The ones that were His students. The ones that He poured His life into. The ones that He empowered with the truth. He takes them upstairs to this room. And that was set up for a supper with his followers. And in this room, he does something that no other leader has ever done before. He flips the script on what it means to be a real leader. Hmm? How many of you know when you're the most powerful person in a room, usually everyone is making sure you got everything you need? Come on. huh? When the big boss shows up at the corporation that has a thousand employees, when he walks into the boardroom, there's a flutter all around him. If the big boss walks in and everybody knows that that person, that, that she holds their future in their life, that their career is, that their life is in their hands, their career is in, in, in that boss's hands, then how many know everybody's going to run around trying to please the boss? What can I get for you? Do you need anything? You, can't, you sit right here, let me pull your chair up for you. Hmm? In the previous chapter, in chapter 12, the Bible declares that Jesus at this point in his life had already become famous. The word had spread about him all the way back to Rome. That Caesar had heard that there was a man in the Middle East named Jesus who was from Nazareth who was doing supernatural miracles. People in the community were awakened to his presence. The Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted to get time with him to ask him questions to find out how he was doing the things that he was doing. A few days before this event, he rides into the city on a donkey while thousands of people are saying Hosanna, praise to the king. His fame had been spread. Come on, amen. And here he is upstairs with his 12 most devoted disciples, and he's the most powerful man in the room. These 12 men not just don't only believe that he is the most powerful man in the room, they believe that he is the Messiah, that he is God incarnate. They believe they're sitting down to the last supper with God himself. Come on somebody, amen. And then Jesus does something that scholars still talk about today. That most people in any position of authority struggle with what Jesus did here. Come on, amen. Leadership seminars are taught about this, trainings are taught about it. People look for clues in leadership about what Jesus did, and it still affects the world that we live in today. He comes into the room, the one that should have everybody waiting on him, the one that demands attention. The one that walks in authority. The one who has raised a person up from the dead. Walks into the room with his students. And he does the unthinkable. He takes off all of his clothes down to his underwear. He grabs the towel of a slave. Wraps it around himself. Grabs a basin with water. He gets on his knees. And he begins to wash their feet. Think about the imagery of that. Come on, somebody, amen. Hmm. How many of you recognize if you're the most powerful r- person in the room, then you got the ability to change everybody's life in that room? Come on, huh? Listen to me when God gives you a position of authority or gives you a position of leadership, the mark on your life is not so that you can empower yourself, the mark of leadership or authority on your life is so that you can empower other people. See, this church is not about man of God syndrome. It's not about me. It's about you. Mm. We've, we've turned the church into a place where they worship the pastor. Mm. Where the pastor's got an entourage with him everywhere he goes, like the Secret Service. Some pastors got bodyguards with guns and ain't nobody trying to kill them. Hmm? come on now in this text jesus does this and we read about the exchange that he has with peter he deals with judas and then he gets to this incredible passage of scripture at the end of the chapter and he says listen guys listen boys i want to give you a new commandment watch this how many of these guys knew the commandments they were brought up and they knew the big ten they, they were brought up in the in the custom of the feast they understood their jewish heritage they were part of the jewish heritage." They knew the law. Matter of fact, a lot of Pharisees criticized them for not keeping the law. You know, why, 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 are, you, why are you doing that on, on the Sabbath? They knew the law and was breaking the law with Jesus. Come on, amen. And watch this. He washes their feet and he says to them, guys, I got a new commandment for you. Are you ready? This new commandment is really cool. This new commandment is about love. I want you to love one another. And I want you to love one another just like this. I want you to love each other the same way that I've loved you. The same way that I've loved you. Hmm? Then he said, when you do that, everybody's going to know who you are. Everybody's going to know who you belong to. Everybody's going to know where you've been. Come on, amen. They're going to know you're just like me. That you really love them. They're going to know that you're my disciples by the way that you love each other.
0: And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church, whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group. There's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family.
4: I'm praising on the open skies, everything breathing, praising God,
1: I think one of the biggest problems we have today is a lot of people don't understand Christianity because we talk about love and we serve Jesus who is love and we talk about the truth and we we, we do truth but then we get out there and we act like we don't love nobody. Hmm? We're like everybody else at the red light when somebody cuts us off. I'm going to pray for you. Driving like a fool. You know there ain't no love in that. Come on somebody, amen. Hmm. Most of the time when we read this passage of scripture, we've been taught to believe that when Jesus said, I want you to love people the way I love you, we teach it from the perspective that Jesus is going to the cross. He's going to lay his life down for everybody. And he's saying, I want you to love people that way. I want you to lay your life down from the way I'm going to lay my life down for you. But Jesus doesn't say it that way. He, he says this statement In past tense, he says, I want you to love each other the way I have loved you. He hadn't went to the cross yet. So we have to look at what is he talking about when he says, I want you to love people the way I have loved you. And he said, I want you to look at my life for the last three years from the very first thing that I've done in your life to the very last thing that you just saw me do. Take off my clothes, wrap a towel around myself and wash your feet. I want you to love each other that way. Hmm? I want you to get up, I want you to get down, and get over it. Hmm? Get over yourself. Get over your fear. Get over your frustration. Get over your pain. Get over your hurt. Get over what they said. Get up and get down. I want to touch somebody say, get up and get down. Praise the Lord. That's just a nice way to say I'm looking for leaders that will serve. Serve one another. You ain't that popular and that cool that you can't serve nobody. We live in a culture in the United States of America today that has become so narcissistic that everybody thinks the whole world revolves around them. I think I said that to you last week. Huh? Huh? If you are the center of your own world, then your world is a very small place. Come on now. The day you wake up and realize you ain't the center of the universe is the day of your breakthrough. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, I I believe God has put Truth Church here on the Treasure Coast to look for leaders that know how to be humble, that look for leaders that know how to serve, that look for leaders that aren't interested in self-importance and and self-promotion, but people that want to lay their life down for somebody and lay their life down because there is a cause. Come on, amen? Leaders that won't take their authority and beat people over the head because they think they're some kind of hot honcho, but leaders that will lay their life down and serve one another in love. Come on, huh? Hmm? that will get down on their knees and clean the dirtiest parts of people's lives with an expression of love. You can always tell how much somebody loves somebody by the level that they serve at. Or you can always tell how much somebody despises people by the level they want to be served. Praise the Lord. That's why I tip Big when I go eat at a restaurant I tip 30 and 40% most of the time I just do it you know why? because they're serving me and even if they mess up I still tip them good because I realize that most of the people that come in the restaurant that day have been yelling at them and putting them down and complaining at them because their order wasn't right hmm? please don't go out to eat with me and send something back to the kitchen it's just a side note it has nothing to do with the sermon Every time somebody sends something back into the kitchen, I can hear my mama when I was five years old. Children in China are starving, Jason. Eat your food. I hear it, man. It rings in my head. My mama put that in me. Children in China are starving. Eat your food on your plate. We don't throw food away in this family. And she got that from her mama. Now, y'all don't even know. My grandma saved everything. She had two jugs of milk in the fridge. One was the fresh milk. One was the one that she took out of the bowl after you ate your cereal and put it back in. It was called cereal milk. It had little chunks of raisin bran and fruit loop floating in it. My grandma cooked the whole chicken. The, the whole chicken. I don't know why I said that. That didn't end my sermon either, but I just wanted to share that with you. So let me give you a couple things. If we're going to love Jesus, if we're going to love people the way Jesus loves us, then you've got to learn how to get up, get down, and get over it. Touch somebody say, get up, get, up. And get down, yeah. and get over it. Hmm? Because you can never love people the way Jesus loved people if you're so self-important. If you can't get over your stuff. So number one, number one, if you're going to love others, you've got to get over yourself. You've got to get over yourself. Just look at somebody and say, you better get over yourself. In other words, get over your own sense of self-importance. We love you, you are beautiful the way you are. But everything don't revolve around you. Touch somebody and say, we're in this together. God's got to call on us together. We are the body of Christ. The army of the Lord. Come on, amen. We are His workmanship. It ain't you all by yourself. God didn't just save one person and change the whole world. Praise the Lord. That's some good preaching right there. I think we need a lot of people to wake up and realize that today. Amen. Number one, if you're going to love others, you've got to get over yourself. Peter said this, it's not right for somebody. It's important, Jesus, to be washing other people's feet. Jesus, you're too important to do this. Jesus, you are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. You can't be washing other people's feet. Jesus, we can't, we, you can't be concerned with all this small stuff. You can't be concerned with dirt on people's feet and the base things of life. Jesus, you're too important for that. Hmm? And here's the lesson that Jesus was saying to them. He was saying, if you continue to live your life and think you're more important than anyone else, then you can't be washing nobody's feet, and I can't be washing your feet. You're just going to stay with dirty feet. How many know back during this time that they didn't have shoes like we got shoes? They had sandals. And how many know during this time that even though they did have roads that were paved with brick, In Rome, they did not have roads that were paved with brick in Israel. They were dirt roads. Hmm? And when they would walk, the dirt would stir up and get on their feet. Come on, amen. So where they went was always associated with the mess of where they went. It's a euphemism, metaphorical. So the places that you go into, you come out of those places with the dirt of that stuff on your feet. Hmm? And Jesus was saying, if you can't get down on your knees and help people out of their mess, if you're too important to do that, then you're too important to work in my kingdom. we got so much of this stuff going on today. I've just had it, I mean, I've really honestly, and I don't mean to, I mean, I know we're, we're streaming this live on Facebook, and we preach on Facebook, and we post stuff on Facebook, but I've just had it up to here with some of these self-important people that are always putting stuff on Facebook. Come on, somebody, Amen. Like some kind of Christian Gandhi philosopher going to tell everybody how to live their life, but they ain't living it themselves. And you know, all they're doing is stirring up division and strife in the body of Christ. Their only motive is to put something on Facebook to get a rise out of a bunch of people to see how many comments they can get. huh? And really what they're doing is stirring up strife. Do you know God hates strife? Come on somebody, amen. I'm not saying everything you put on Facebook is wrong, but I'm saying if you're going to put something on Facebook, make sure it represents the love of Jesus Christ. And let me help you on your Facebook post. If you're mad at somebody, if you're mad at yourself, if you're mad at your boss, don't go on your Facebook. Okay? Because you will be tempted to say something that later when you read it next week, you are gonna wish you hadn't ever put it on there. And by that time, it's too late because then you got fifty people that commented on it, and twenty-five of them agree you're justified in what you say, and the other twenty-five think you're a big baby.
4: Oh, him.
0: Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner Consider a school where children learn to love, where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure, where students have time for creativity, math and logic, where truth is taught along with history, literature and technology, where respect is modeled by please and thank you, where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning out college and career paths. This is the future of St. Lucie Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available Find out more at stluciechristian.org.
3: Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21, Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time-consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772 340 6076. Again, that number is 772 340 6076. Se habla español.
4: In the nation's awakening